Is This a Ghost is sponsored by our dear friends at Pickney Bend Distillery. And if you want to know what they do, you'll have to tune in next week. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hey. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you. Oh, other, you. other people too? Okay. Hey, guys. I, I like to think of of everybody as a friend. Um, And welcome back to Is This a Ghost? Uh, my name is Clayton Smith, and every week I tell my, my real friend, Patrick Dean, a real ghost story from real history. And um, I'm a real he's, friend. I'm a real he's friend, aren't I? Yeah, you That's are. Nice. That's nice. You That's, show up here every week. You know, I was I always gloss over that part. I do. I mean, I, I blaze past most of this, but really, yeah. that part it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. good. Nobody else, nobody else can call me real friend. Do you know that? That's true. I've talked Literally to several else. other people, and we, they've all agreed <laughs> that, that no, that's not happening for them. But uh, but I but uh, for me, it's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I wish because of that, I wish you would take the ghost stories more seriously. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's it's, a reason we're in this boat, aren't we? <laughs> I want. Do you think that if you took the ghost story seriously, mm-hmm. you would have more or fewer real friends? Boy, I'm thinking it's. I'm not thinking I'm coming off center on the number of friends <laughs> I have right now. It's going to be one of us dying, or uh-huh. you moving even further away, and that's really about the only thing that can possibly happen at this point. Yeah. To 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 break this bond. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. T- till death. Or overwhelming <laughs> inconvenience. One of the two. That is the friend code. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's great. So How far would I have to move to not be friends anymore? Um, I'm talking time zones, plural, like multiple time zones, like to what where two time zones. That's not too that would far. be enough. Yeah, that would be. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our 57th parallel, or whatever the whatever. What is that called? What's the, what was the, hey? What was the line? Hey, you know the Cold War. Yeah. What was the the line that the Russians weren't able to cross? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Sounds am, way closer than yeah. what I said. Can you pause the audio for a second, please? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Uh, I see the light on your face change, so you have switched <laughs> internet browser windows. 37, 37th. So there is a there is an investment company in Richmond, Virginia called 37th Parallel Properties. I, I would think. not use that as I'm a name for a company. I'm sure we are there. I would Dang. not use number parallel anything mm. for anything. The 37th parallel, the secret truth behind America's UFO. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang no, on. No, we don't have time. We okay. have to record two episodes tonight. We don't have time. Okay. Okay. All right. Just so you know, uh-huh. we're kind of, we're going to come back to this when we do the uh, next oh, season boy. when we focus on aliens. So We don't do seasons. <laughs> God, I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so mad. Um <laughs> Okay, well, so it wasn't the 37th parallel. What number, what parallel do you guess it is without typing anything? I am you're, you're, going I, You're fucking to... reading. I can see you reading. <laughs> I am going, but I'm Googling so badly. Going to, I am going to Which, speak very slowly. With, and I, when I think softly. about the parallels that I think Russians could not cross during the Cold really? War. Really? 
I. This truly is a parallel would... of our lives. <laughs> Normally, I would honestly think that uh, perhaps uh, this should be more readily evident in Google first page Google search returns, and it yeah. is. 38th is the South Korean parallel, mm, is what okay. I've learned today. Okay. That's wrong. Is that, that That's what not what wanted? I was thinking. I'm sorry. That was what I was thinking. So which one's the um, Russian one? That's a good question. Did they have one? It wasn't really a parallel for them. It was, a, it was the other way. Yeah. What is a 38th parallel parallel to? I think it's like a latitude measurement, isn't it? I assume. I mean, there's latitude that. It's parallel latitude, to the The thing equator. about latitudes is they go all the way around the globe and everyone has them open-minded thank you um <laughs> how f- okay how about this how far could russians not go and i'll put not in caps <laughs> during the that cold make war Google think you seriously you put the words <laughs> you want them to really know in caps yeah very new which is why war. yelling at google doesn't work very well that didn't work um mm. okay how about this i don't Russia, think there was a parallel i think you're Russia, thinking you're cold thinking war line you're thinking of you're thinking Cuba. of Vietnam. Cuba latitude, but there was a point at which the president at the time said, "If mm-hmm. you go beyond this, I will launch." And his name was uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, said, "I will launch." Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Let's see. The surface quarantine line was established at two p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on October twenty fourth, nineteen sixty two, as an arc five hundred miles from Cape. Macy, Cuba. Hmm. So that's the line we're talking about. <laughs> it's a line we are eventually talking about. You think that and line would have a name? It's such a famous line. They gave it a name, didn't they? Was it called the surface? I thought so. Eh, whatever. Oh, and that? Yeah. No, that was nothing was capitalized there. No. So. Maybe they didn't know it would be a big deal back then. Maybe they were like, <laughs> like, this is going to be lost history for sure. <laughs> uh as you've surely guessed, this is a podcast about ghosts and um, <laughs> and, and two drunk, tired fathers in their respective basements. And believe it or not, this is actually an episode we're trying to hurry through. <laughs> oh, fuck. So uh, if you didn't listen last week, you may not be aware of this, but Patrick and I have uh, have basically concurrent vacations. Patrick's starts in independent vacations. We're not going to the same vacation. Let's We're not going to the same vacation. Right. Although you did try to, you well, you, you did, um, you did suggest that we could go, we could visit you when we go to uh, Punta Cana. We could just jet on up to Georgia to say right. hello. Yeah, I, which I makes mean, me think you're going uh, you right over. Yeah, yeah. On second thought, I'm not surprised you didn't also know the uh, the line because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think your global <laughs> spatial geography uh, is any better than mine. It's a little rusty. It's a little rusty. You live in Missouri for so long, and that, that, oh, it's, that's the it's first just, thing that goes just, really. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going on two separate but oh, but concurrent vacations. Mm-hmm. Patrick's is tomorrow as it we is. record this. It is in literally hours, which is why I'm trying to get this moving here. <laughs> Mine is a day after, and we're going to be gone for a week each, and so we won't be able to record next week either. And so we have the uh, we have uh, oh boy, we are recording two episodes tonight. Is the plan back to back? Which oh means God. which means. As drunk as we are at the end of the first episode is as drunk as we will be at the beginning of the second episode. So I am so sorry, everybody listening next week. But tune in next week because it's going to be, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll hazard a guess, pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It'll have the conclusion that Pinkney Bendad everybody's been talking about. (laughs) Uh. We did have to blaze through that real fast, and I can't wait to see how it ends. 
Um, so the episode, so we're doing back to back tonight. So the, the episodes I think are probably going to be a little shorter than normal. They're not going to be ghosty short, maybe probably Mm -hmm. almost certain. We haven't done them yet. So I, I, I'd hate to lie to our dear friends and listeners, but, um, it should be longer than really. It is impossible to know, but I, they're going to be shorter, but, but because I knew we'd have to do some shorter episodes to get through the night, I want you to know that I, Mm -hmm. I found a, I found a couple of good ones. I found some real weird right. stuff <laughs> and no one, I tell you, here's what I tell you. No one's going to go dis- home disappointed except maybe Patrick who has to get I, in the car. Say, I'm already home. 30 minutes so. after we, <laughs> yeah, but what time is yeah. your, what time are you leaving in the morning? Uh, before dawn, it's all like the same thing before dawn. Okay. Like before dawn is just, it's just a big cloud of shit before dawn. <laughs> okay. And the sun comes up and it's a new day and everything like that. And so, Sometime before dawn. Whenever Did we you get, out sleep of the, for get out of the house. Any of that time? Uh, I shouldn't be sleeping because I'll be driving most of it. But I meant before you leave. Oh yeah, that's the plan. So let's let's get this crack in here. Come okay. on, let's go, let's go. I like this podcasting space you have, though. This is nicer. Thank you. This is like the wood paneling. So? I, I I'm, I'll be perfectly honest. I prefer the wood paneling to the neon. I kind of do. <laughs> Well, if uh, if the YouTube crowd decides that this is the one for me, maybe I'll move my office. Okay, I can now it's in this cramped other corner of the basement. Yeah, wood paneling, man. It's 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 on its way back. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Um, focus on keeping the microphone pointed at my teeth. Okay. I hate to say this. Yes. And I, I, I really hate to say this. You should. But last week's episode where you were lounging back, the audio quality was some of the best it's been in weeks. <laughs> oh. <sighs> mm. <laughs> and I, it makes me so angry. <laughs> I can also get, I can get like one of those Turtle Beach headsets with the boom mic and I can just like walk around the house while we podcast next time. That sounds cool. Doesn't that sound yeah, nice? Yeah, you could like. You could strap a like a like a small portable cooler over your shoulder mm-hmm. and just like you know reach in and crack a beer when you need one. I think I'll I'll, I'll get the Turtle Beach that has like the like the uh, the, the telephone cord like the like the ringlet type cord that goes all the oh, way back yeah. to the computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need a long one. Yeah. Did you ever have any friends when you were growing up that had um like the kitchen phone, you know, like the the, the house phone with. Mm-hmm. Like an obscenely long cord on it, or or was oh, it yeah. you maybe I don't you know. could like go up the stairs. Yeah, of your house <laughs> with it. yeah. It was da- I hate. I didn't like going over to those people's houses because you never knew when you were going to be decapitated accidentally <laughs> by <laughs> running around a corner and oh, oh god, <laughs> god. Kids today, they'll never know. You know, I always tell yeah. my students about we talk. You know, we talk about cell phones and things, and smartphones. Mm-hmm. Um, None of them have ever heard of a party line before. Like, like they do not, their brains cannot fathom that at some point you would, I would pick up my phone and then I would hear my neighbors who were on the phone. We all shared a phone line and right. I would hear their conversations. Um, and if I was on the phone with someone, then my neighbors could all just pick up the phone and listen in on the conversation. It was what a mm-hmm. weird time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of your students ask you why a cell phone is called a phone? That's what my kids keep asking me. They're like, no, why not do you, yet. Why do you call it a phone? I'm like, because it could. Hmm. The fuck do you think it's huh. for? <laughs> Good question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you used your phone as an actual phone? I mean, I, I use it quite a bit. They 
don't. They're like, sure. they're like, why do you keep calling this my phone? Like, I play, <laughs> you know, the uh, the cartoon chef game, and sometimes I text Grammy on it. Like, that's all I do with it. The what thing. do they want to call it? Uh, they don't have a name for it. It's just like part of them. It's like, oh, why would I have a name for it? It's entertainment device. I don't have a name for my left hand and my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> why would yeah. I have a name for this device? <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty healthy. Seems like we're it, going yeah. in a great direction. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor said I shouldn't worry yet. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we. Okay, so we're gonna dive in with no with the. With do you no do an intro? Issues. You do an intro. We did right. We did. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we did, and then you talked about how I'm your only friend. That's I remember that now. Okay, yeah, oh, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna, you know what? Since we have two episodes tonight, I'm gonna let you, Patrick. I'm gonna let you decide which <laughs> which of the two you want to go first. Um, mm. how do the I scary the scary one first? I don't want, I don't want the scary one second. I want the scary one first. Scary in what sense? Which like existentially or like ghost like? Dude, I've I have so many children running around this house. Existential <laughs> dread is just like. <laughs> It's. I have it with breakfast. Um, okay, not the existential there, fear one. The other one. Well, there is. One of them is scary, and one of them is not. The was, one that is scary is the existentially scary. <laughs> mm, all right, fine. We'll start there. It sounds okay. more. It sounds more more uh, more cerebral anyway. And, and God knows that's not on the upward upward swing right now. So let's let's start that's there. Not what, <laughs> that's not normal for what we do. Okay, let's do it. So, uh, Roy Sims mm-hmm. was born on January 7th, 1910, in one of these, easily one of the top three worst states in the country. Would you like to guess mm-hmm. where he was Ohio. born? No, that that is mm. one of the top three. <laughs> uh, oof, it's not Ohio. I'm going to say Florida. That's another one. That you've, you're nailing him so far. Oh, what's the other, what's so the other one? Is it Texas? It is Texas. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> Bingo, bango, bongo. <laughs> Roy Sims was born in Texas, and uh, and when he was 28, he joined the staff of the Agricultural and Mechanical College of Texas. Hmm. A&M. Which we now call Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Roy was a worker in the campus dining hall. Which was probably a pretty actually glamorous job then. I think about our time at Mizzou. I don't know if the campus dining hall employee was like a great job. I don't think I would use the word glamour even in the same like day as talking yeah. about the dining hall. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now they were very nice, but Absolutely. I don't think any of them was like, I've reached the pinnacle of my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things might have been different in the 30s. And uh, and Roy liked it. And he was really good. He was really good at working in the dining hall. Whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that slinging means. the slop. Yeah, just slinging, slinging the slop, slop or so good at slinging the slop. slop. I'm not sure what what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he worked there for several years before uh, he ended up going off to serve his country in World War Two. Um. So he goes. He goes. To, he goes to fight the Germans. Uh. And then uh. Mm-hmm. You know. So that went on for a while. It did. And went fine for some people and went badly for other people. <laughs> yeah, for, you know, just a few millions of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, then Oppenheimer did his thing, and mm-hmm. then uh, that war was over. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, No no, no yeah. everything was done. 
No. <laughs> and in 1946, Roy came back home and he got a new job working at Texas A&M in diff- differently in dining. <laughs> he went back to his job, basically, in dining at Texas a It was such a good job that he went back to it. And um, I think he did basically the same kind of work. He had It was a different title, which I didn't write down. There are titles in the dining hall? I don't remember that part at all. Yeah. Yeah. Slop slinger. There's (laughs) assistant manager slop slinger. Right. Slop mopper. Assistant manager slop mopper. You know, yeah. (laughs) Two years later, now Roy gets a big promotion. So now it's really happening for him. He's putting his time (laughs) in the the lunch line. (laughs) And he's got a new promotion. And his new title is meat locker room foreman. Wow. That's... Okay, so how many people are in the meat locker at this point then? Living or not living? Mm, I'm going to say living. I don't think he's in charge of ones that aren't living in terms of I like, one, you know, performance reviews and stuff. So It's got to be, the, they, they've got to be like, hey, Roy, why don't you go cut the meat and here's your new title. And it's a really good title. <laughs> and we can't pay you anymore, <laughs> but, you, right. but you have a great title. You do yeah. get new business cards, which is pretty exciting, you got to admit. That's right. Yes. So he's there, and as part of his duties, Roy would often work in the animal laboratory in the animal industries building. Oh, I don't like where this is going at all. Which raises some questions <laughs> for me. <laughs> it just, uh, it sure seems like there is a very close relationship at this point between animal sciences and the dining halls. And I would like you to expound upon that. A little uh, bit, please. Yeah, again, if, if I was, if I. If I was at, say, you know, uh, Bingham or Rollins or something like one of the, one of the mm-hmm. many illustrious dining halls at Mizzou in the 2000-2004 era, and I saw my favorite uh, dining hall attendant um, dragging a carcass back into the dining hall <laughs> with like a little ear tag on it that said, you know, diseased, uh, <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably take a couple days off, maybe go to Chipotle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now the diseased part is the part that's bad because mm-hmm. there is something about like, oh, it's kind of fresh meat. You can't get much fresher than that. This animal was killed thirty yards away <laughs> and then was bled out on the way over, so it's pretty good. Um, but you got the ones that they're the ones that they're that they're messing around with mm-hmm. in the animal science laboratory. Those are probably not. Those can't be the good healthy ones. No, I no, I yeah, it's. I don't like where this is going. I'll I'll, I'll stick with that. Okay. Anyway, so at 8, 10 a.m. No, yes. 8, 10 a.m.? 8, 10 a.m. Yes. 8, sure. 10 a.m. on November mm-hmm. 14th, 1959, Roy was, uh, as he often was, he was in the animal lab with his assistant, whose name was Zelly Newton. Mm-hmm. Roy was cutting a slab of bacon by hand. In which the... Is, I, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in that lab. I feel like this is a very Dr. Moreau style thing that there's got to be some other documentation about. It's very problematic. I also like that he has some sort of some sort of like a like an Igor type assistant with him as well. That's probably like putting <laughs> yes. all these things in the back of a rickshaw to drag back over to the dining hall. <laughs> Stuffing the organs in jars, master, so we can drag them back over to the dining hall, master. <laughs> So Roy's cutting the slab of bacon, bacon by hand, and uh, which is uh, it's a totally routine, everyday type of butchering. Sure, every morning, um, literally, yeah, yeah. 
And so Zelly was like, all right, well, you got this. I'm going to run out and check the weather report on my car radio. As you do. Okay. Yeah. Um, it does make sense. Like the meat lab was in the basement of the building. So mm. they probably, I assume they couldn't get like radio reception down yeah, there. Maybe it was like a, like, like a kind of a sketchy weather day. And they're like, I don't want to have all this bacon in the rickshaw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they should get rained I gotta on. go 30 yards yeah. to Rollins Dining Hall. I cannot, do not want it to get wet. So Zelly goes to, he runs over, he hops into the service elevator, and he goes up to the ground floor, uh, leaving Roy behind alone. And I should note, so November 14th in 59, that was a Saturday. So I don't know what they're doing there on this day, um, mm-hmm. but they're the only ones in the building. Mm-hmm. So Zelly gets in the elevator, goes up to the ground floor. Roy keeps keeps... Keeps cutting that bacon. Keeps on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was cutting toward himself with uh, with what I imagine is has got to be like an extremely sharp knife. This man oh, is a yeah, professional in an animal laboratory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is um yeah. Um, this is a vibranium level knife, I would think. <laughs> and and he's cutting he's cutting the he's cutting the bacon and he's cutting it toward himself and on one of the cuts. The knife slips, and it slices into his left leg near the groin. Ooh, and it starts bleeding a lot. Yeah, that's uh, a there's a bunch of important stuff down there. I yeah, mean, like, like a and, lot of important stuff down there. <laughs> there are several yep. things, um, <laughs> and uh, Roy had accidentally severed one of those things, which is his femoral artery. Hmm. I don't, there are no, it's not, no arteries are good to sever. Don't sever any arteries. Those are bad. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Those are important ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's rule number one. Absolutely. Uh, I think the femoral is one of the worst ones you can sever. It's the bad one. Yeah. It's one of the really bad ones. (laughs) It might be the worst, I think. (laughs) I looked at the internet because I was like, because I I knew it's bad. I didn't know exactly how bad. So I asked the internet and the internet told me that um, a person can bleed to death from a femoral artery cut in as little as two minutes. Mm. Okay. That is, that is so fast. It's not. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not a whole lot of time so, to get the tourniquet going, and no, I don't think no. so. And uh, Roy, now Roy's been here for long. He's a dining hall scientist, <laughs> whatever, it, whatever it is. So I, I have to assume he know, like he's you know he butchers. So I, I, he, I think he knows exactly how fucked he is at this point. Um, and Zelly has gone, so he's by himself. So he immediately runs toward the elevator because he has to get up mm. to Zelly like ASAP. Sure. But he's he's obviously losing blood very fast. He's super dizzy. He's probably in shock, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs toward the elevator. He falls down on his way there. Uh-huh. And he hits the floor. He's still conscious, though. So he starts dragging himself across the floor. Yeah. And he drags himself the rest of the way across. And he calls the elevator. Uh, I think it probably takes the elevator a while because it is 1959. Mm-hmm. But it finally gets there, and Roy pulls himself into the service elevator and then pushes a button for the ground floor. So he's going to go find Zelly. Mm-hmm. Now, it does just so happen that Zelly arrived back at the elevator right around this time. Like, as uh, as the elevator was coming back up, Zelly was coming back to the building. Mm-hmm. So here's the elevator coming. And he's like, well, that's weird. Um, you know, the only people in the building are me and, and, uh, and Roy. Mm-hmm. And why would Roy be coming up? So the door's open. 
Anzelli is shocked to see Roy lying on the elevator floor in a pool of his own blood. And Roy is dead. Yeah, not, yeah that whole lot of activity there. A lot, yeah. lot, lot of running and dragging and pressing. And yes. You got to wait for the little guy on the stool to close the door and ask you what floor you <laughs> yes. want to go to. Going up, Mr. Sims? <laughs> sure are losing a lot of blood there, Mr. Sims. <laughs> so... So Zelly calls the ambulance, of course, but it's obviously it's too mm. late. Uh, they show up, they pronounce him dead on the scene, and they they cart his body away. And it's not too long after this that the haunting begins. And I mean, not too long on like a cosmic mm. scale. It's like twenty years, that's but a- if you think about like the history of the mm-hmm. world, yeah, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. <laughs> Uh, and I, I was thinking, have we really come across a ghost that has started haunting immediately? I don't, mm, I don't think we no, have. No, right? I mean, because I mean, we've talked about this before. When a ghost first becomes a ghost, it's a baby ghost. Mm-hmm. It has all the strength baby ghost. and power of a baby. So, you know, yeah. very little. And as yeah. the ghost gets older, gets to its teenage ghost years, um, you know, gets the prime of its ghosting life, then it, you know, yeah. starts to reach out. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I would think about a lot about um, the movie Ghost. The more I think about it, I kind of had it right. Like Patrick Swayze couldn't like show people that he existed really until the end, but he couldn't even like do anything to move move objects in the world until he got real pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a while. It takes a while in practice. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Really ahead of its time, that movie. Anyway, so some years later... Uh, but not many. The haunting begins. So in the 70s, students and custodians alike start reporting screaming voices in the basement hallway. Hmm. There are sounds of footsteps and slamming doors where no one is seen. And there have even been sightings of, quote, strange objects moving along the wall hmm. near the elevator where he bled out. Were any of those things bacon? <laughs> <laughs> it smells, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It smells delicious down here. <laughs> I'm very scared, but I'm also very hungry. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> um, I want to show you. So there's a video that someone took of a strange object moving along a wall near the elevator where uh, where Roy bled out. And I mm-hmm. would like to show it to you now. Mm-hmm. Can you see this? I see. Yes. Like a white okay. board. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. This is a video. It's only seven <laughs> seconds long, so you got to look quick. Look fast, but you're going to see something. I'm focusing. See the, yes. The I'm Video focusing. proof of, of things moving by themselves. Ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. What? I don't know what. what Do you want to watch it again? I, try I, again. Try again. I, try again. <laughs> sure. I don't think got I got it? it that time. No. Okay, try again. Okay, okay try yeah, one more sure. time. Yeah. Where am I focusing? Good? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I cannot tell you how many times I watched that video last night. <laughs> Desperately <laughs> trying to figure for one out. fucking pixel to move. I didn't see uh, a thing. No. Not a single thing moved. So I, I don't. Admit, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. That's inscrutable evidence. I mean, just because we can't see it doesn't mean that it didn't It happen. is inscrutable. I'll tell you that much. It is very much. <laughs> that video is obviously from 
several years ago. There's one comment on that YouTube video. Let me see where to go. Uh, there's one comment, and it is from five years ago. And the comment is, but where is he? <laughs> and there is no response mm-hmm. to the comment. Yeah. But, what did you um, do with the potato you filmed this on? Did you eat it? <laughs> it I don't. So... So there, so there's lots of things that move around on their own down there, as you can see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, we'll link to this video in the show notes. Um, I don't know if someone sees a thing moving. I would love to know mm-hmm. um, what sort of thing you had to imbibe first. To see yeah, that. and what region of the video, please? I've, I've, yeah, if you can send us a screenshot with a very detailed, like a circle and some notes. That'd be nice. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, but anyway, so but apparently things do move, and not everyone, people just don't catch it on camera, I guess. <laughs> In 1983, the campus newspaper, The Battalion, they reported on an incident where a custodian named Henry Turner approached uh, Dr. Gary Smith, who at that time oversaw the lab, the animal Mm -hmm. lab. And uh, Dr. Smith uh, had left the elevator on on one of the upper floors the night before, probably the ground floor the night before. Which makes sense. Of course, he he leaves the lab, Mm -hmm. takes the elevator up to the ground floor, and he Mm -hmm. leaves it on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. So Turner, the custodian, the next day approaches him and asks him to please start sending the elevator down to the basement after he leaves in the evenings. And Dr. Smith thought that was kind of a strange request. And he said, well, how fucking lazy are you exactly? (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking button. (laughs) It takes eight seconds. Yeah. Turner said, no, I mean, he said it's the the elevator has to be in the basement. So the ghost of Roy Sims can crawl in and sleep there at night. That's more specific and really really troubling (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh dr smith agreed and he asked for more details Mm -hmm. and uh the story that turns told him was that uh apparently it was pretty well known at that point by the the custodial staff that if he did not have a place to sleep roy sims would go rummaging around the meat lab disturbing equipment and tools so they would come down there would be things out of place Mm -hmm. equipment knocked over containers uncapped content spilled all over the counters and the floor yeah yeah and as a custodian it it, it is more of a you know. oh they hate that yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's not so much about being scared about mm-hmm. it it's just like god dude come on <laughs> i just i get minimum wage i just can't keep cleaning this up <laughs> um but yeah if the elevator is in the basement then roy has a place to climb to where he will just quote unquote sleep which i don't know if if the custodian knows this, but that actually means die. He died yeah. in there. Yeah. So uh, he sleeps, <laughs> sleeps real good in there when he gets in there. Uh, let's see. Roy's ghost still apparently haunts A&M today, even though the room uh, of the, that was the site of that tragic accident has apparently in the years since been made into a men's restroom. And so what I, <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want to leave, I want to leave, us all with a description of that restroom from a 2011 issue of the battalion. And this is uh, word for word. This comes from, from that issue located on the basement level is the men's restroom, which serves as an entrance to the building's fire escape. It is aligned with rusty steel hooks that were used to hang cattle by their front hooves before slaughtering. A drain sits in the middle of the whitewashed brick floor an access point for blood to stream into. So, <laughs> so it's like the bathrooms at Wrigley. Then I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's exactly like that. 
<laughs> Man, it is it is like they took they they saw the room and they're like, let's put a toilet here. And sure. that's all they did. <laughs> it sounds like a very good place to commit a murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, in I, yeah. In the basement. You're looking for one of those. Yeah. Sure. Oh my god. Um, and that is a story of, of Roy Sims, the meat lab ghost. Which is why I think I'm gonna call this episode Roy Sims Meat Lab Ghost. Makes sense. I think the SEO on that is going to be through the roof because <laughs> who among us hasn't spent a lot of his time mm-hmm. on a Friday or Saturday night, even some, you know, the, uh, the occasional Tuesday Googling meat lab ghost, <laughs> the meat lab ghost. He's just Ken <laughs> <laughs> And then let the dollars pour in. Any questions about this before we, uh, we end this episode and dive into episode number two for the night? Nope, I am ready to take one more step down right now for episode two. Do you think that, um, in hindsight, do you think this was a good one to do first? You don't know the second one, but um, how do you feel about this? I think it was good. Choice? Yeah, I think it was a good one to do first. I really do. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's <clears> tough <throat> to do this one more <clears throat> drunk. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that is it for uh, for this episode. But um, join us next week when we will have the uh, the second part of this recording, and of course that uh, that ver- that uh, the, the second half of the picnic bend ad that everyone has been talking about. Do you think this is going great? I'm having a great time. I'm liking <laughs> liking all of this. 